Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Thinning the Herd. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode four of eight. Colossians go to 1115. In him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Oh yes, and there was some other things he was doing while his body was sleeping in the tomb. He stole the weapons of our enemies. What? Yes, he disarmed them. And he now could, because the very thing that they thought would remove him from the face of the earth, that is death, essentially eliminating all of their problems, actually had the opposite effect. They surrendered their weapons to the Prince of Peace. Now let's not overlook the Easter egg. Did you hear and see it? No weapons? Well, Ken, then why do I always feel attacked by them? Because Satan is a liar and the father of lies. You see, he knows he doesn't have any weapons that will work against you, especially if you know that he doesn't have any that will work against you. Well, any weapons that will prosper. So let's see if Isaiah believes me. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Let us not forget that the arguments similar to an attorney's court documents, were wiped out. Could you imagine going to court to be tried for a crime you committed and the attorney representing the state had 12 cases of documented evidence that you did the crime and suddenly an angel, monk-looking dude, burst through the courtroom doors and drops some mushroom dust on the evidence and it disappears right before your eyes and the case is dropped against you? Do you not know yet that I am talking about your sins and the penalty that comes with them? Do you see that the curses are broke at the death and in the life of Jesus? No? Okay. Then why do you tell Mushroom Man to make the evidence against you reappear because you believe your good deeds will wipe out the handwriting of requirements? Do you see how we are? No, I don't need no stinking help. I got this. What? What we do with each other is the same thing we do with God. The only difference is that he alone can pay the price for your sins. Your good deeds disappear once you ask for the handwriting of requirements to reappear. Ephesians 2, 15, 16. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. This one scripture tells it all. 
time in all of eternity swirling about in creative chaos, as a new man, a new creation event, takes place before all of creation's eyes, especially the thing in heaven with lots of eyes. The law no longer had us in an armbar. It tapped out at the sight of Jesus, the newly created Jesus. If it were possible to fill all the stadiums of the world, at one time to watch the soccer game of all time, the greatest football game to have ever been played, a basketball game so evolved that now Michael Jordan was considered the least of the greatest. Yes, even a baseball game so profound that it was not uncommon for a pitcher to throw a fastball exceeding 500 miles an hour or a curveball that circled the stadium before hitting its mark, extracting explosive cheers, 140 dBs yelling and electrified celebrations. It would not be a sufficient combined roar to celebrate what just happened in this one verse. Just saying. 1 Corinthians 15, 3-8 For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by Caiaphas and then by the Twelve. After that he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. Today if one and a half people see a person near a crime, we have the trial of the century because we just know that we know they did it. Somehow we have turned into minimalist experts, and that the fewer the witnesses, the greater the chance that you are guilty. But now in the case of Jesus, we have over 500 witnesses that saw him, and yet we still have aliens say that he never existed. These square planet people just don't give up. They are all around us, one excuse after another, as to why his story is not true. And yet at this one death, life, new creation event, more than 500 eyewitnesses were present. Ephesians 4.8 Therefore he says, When he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. So the very busy Jesus, besides doing all of this in about a six-week time frame, also held a parade upon his exit, throwing gifts to men as the empty cross-shaped float drifted by. The captivity that you think has a forever stronghold on your life has itself been taken captive. Jesus appeared on this planet, broke your chains off, and yet many of you still going around if the chains remained. It's the elephant and the rope syndrome. We fear the day, if ever it happened, when all the prison doors would fling wide open, setting free all of those held captive by its bars. And yet we were born in captivity, held by sin. And now Jesus has thrown open the doors that we would no longer be held by sin. Romans 6.10 For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Your good deeds can't match his efforts here. You might be the rare breed of a person who would actually die for your friend, and in doing so, would only die to relieve them from a specific danger or circumstance. They could never get to heaven on your sacrifice, or on your good deeds. Nope, both of you would still need the penalty of sins removed from your life to go on in life after death. 1 Corinthians 15.3 For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, 
1 Corinthians 5.15 And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Now here is where we tend to lose a lazy believer. It is right here at this crossroad, where they have to make a choice to allow God to change their appetite for the things of this world and exchange them for the appetite for the things of God. Salvation is not a magic show, whereby after you have been born again, you go and take a seat in the circus tent, forever becoming a judge and observer of everyone else who is actually performing. Now performing at the expense of knowing God for this is the ultimate reason for everything Jesus did, that is to restore our relationship ability to God, to reestablish the connection between mankind and God, to reconcile us's. Ephesians 2:15-16. We spend so much time just burying our loved ones, making some attempt to summarize all that they represented and accomplished in their entire lives. And for what? Look here at how busy Jesus was before he died and after he died in about a six-week window of time. I know there is so much more. He reestablished Peter and broke off the curses over his life that he allowed to enter as he rejected Jesus. Three denies, three loves, broke. I won't go on for the sake of my other messages yet to be completed, but you get the idea. Jesus was so productive in his lifetime. If you read his resume beginning at his courtyard experience to his ascension, you will be as blown away as I. Perhaps this is why Jesus said to let the dead bury their own dead. Matthew 8:22. So now we need to walk in the things that Jesus released on this planet before ascending. You got to know we finish with and begin with him and in him and at the same time. Wow, can you just see Jesus sitting down at the right hand of the Father, taking his rightful place at the throne of God? Can you see it? Can you see it? We are now seated in him, so of course we see it, and are with and in him, as he changed all of the course of time forevermore. And more forever and all of eternity shouts out with victory, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Psalms 24, 7, 10. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates, lift up your everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. Selah, which means to stop and think. Well, that's it for today. Tune in next message to hear the black and white. There is no room for misunderstanding about the Holy Spirit message. God is likely to show up and start an evival right here where you are sitting. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of life to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe buttons. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.